When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, he doesn't really need any introductions, does he, uh, no. Sir Graham Henry? He's done it all and been there and got not only one T-shirt, a thousand of them, and he's joining us this morning to talk about uh, what's coming up, which is the World Cup. We're only a, a couple of months out from it. Good morning, Ted. How are you this morning? Very well, Ken B. Thank you. Hello, Izzy. Hello, Coach. Hey, Gun. Going good. good. Going good, mate. Good to see you uh, on the news last night. Let's talk about that. What were you up to up in the far north and the work you're doing in community rugby? Oh, Rugby for Life, brilliant program. Involved with 15 clubs so far and increased participation by 30%, 30%. So Rugby for Life, brilliant program. Yeah, good good work, Ted. I'm up there. I'm up that way too, in Kitikiti. But Ted, so if you need if you need another voice or a set of hands to carry some footballs around, give us a yell. Um, you got have you got that boat there with the fishing? <laughs> there's, there's plenty. There's, don't worry, there's plenty of that. If you want to come let's on, let's get to the serious. Let's get to the serious stuff. Yeah, no, well, don't worry. Just give us a call. We'll sort all that out. No worries at all. Hey, we've we've just uh, we've just witnessed the Super Rugby um, final, which is another a fantastic uh, effort by the Crusaders down there, uh, seven in a row. Have you been happy with the the state of rugby this year going into the World Cup, uh, Sir Graham? Yeah, I think it's been pretty good. I, I just think there's been a few... Right, the, the, it was a huge game in the weekend and two very good sides. Um, and you just have to enjoy it and, um, you know, you take your hat off to the Crusaders. What they've achieved there is remarkable. That's seven in a row, is it? Um, that's just unbelievable. But, you know, you, you also give a huge credit to the Chiefs who uh, have developed into a very strong side. They just haven't got finals experience yet. Um, like the Crusaders come through because I guess they've been there and done it and uh, knew what was required and they had the leadership on the field that had been through that experience before. So, yeah, great game. Um, but to me, Super Rugby, too many mismatches. Uh, the, the sides are too uneven. Uh, so you've got probably as half a dozen sides at the top who are pretty strong and half a dozen sides at the bottom who are not so strong and that's not ideal for a, a major competition. Uh, Ted, when you're heading into a World Cup and you touched on it, like, what does Super Rugby set us up for going forward? Uh, are we going to be prepared enough to head to the World Cup with a lot of rugby under our belt? Or do you reckon we're underprepared with only being able to play the Pacific Islands and Australia? Yeah, we're probably missing the South Africans and that's probably the reason why we've got this uneven competition at the moment. But um, and playing South Africa is is good for our our development, and because they play a different style, the Aussies and the Kiwis seem to play pretty similarly. Um, the Springboks very much about forward domination, big kicking game, uh, that sort of thing. So we probably we probably have, are under repaired in that situation, but I think we've got a hell of a good squad and a very good group of players who who I think will do well. Ted, tell us a little bit about that style. You know, like you, you, we're down here in the Pacific enjoying the 
the flamboyancy of it, the, just the way that our our kids grow up and, and love having the football on hand, and then they get up to the northern hemisphere. What 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 are you expecting when they get up there? As far as I guess, there's a couple of styles. One the the way. Um, and the systems that the, the French and the Irish and the English will run. but And secondly, the refereeing. Is there a difference in the style of refereeing that we, we can expect to be different as well? Well, there should be. Uh, it meant to be all refereeing the same game with the same uh, the same views in mind. Um, you know, so they're, they're all in one, one group, all coached by and given help by a similar group of people. So they should be all on the same page. I guess, you know, growing up in a different country gives them a different view of the game, so there's going to be a slight difference there, but it should be pretty consistent. The rules are the rules. The biggest problem with rugby is it's a wee bit too complicated, as you saw on Saturday night. So uh, getting the decisions right all the time is, is virtually impossible. And um, so that's the, comp- that's the difficulty of the game, in my opinion, is that they need to make it less complicated throw the rule book away and start again and make it a lot simpler uh, so can everybody can understand. Yeah, I think that's a fair shout, Ted. I think that's what's going on. And I think everyone's um, well really agreeing with what your comments are saying. They're coming through on the text machine. But there's been concern for size, particularly with this all-black squad, knowing the size that we're going to be facing up in the north. Has that always been one of our Achilles heels uh, within New Zealand rugby, and how do we counter that size factor? How would you like to see this team go up in the north and play? <laughs> We're not going to change the size overnight, are we, fellas? But the size issue no. has been, been part of it for forever, and we've been playing the game for 120 years, and the Springboks and the English in particular probably, and the French, are bigger than us. But... That hasn't been a hadn't been a problem in the past. Um, you know, we we've been up there and probably been the best in the world most of the time, more than anybody else. So it hasn't been an issue. I just think it's it's the way we play the game, isn't it? We we just need to play our style, our use our DNA, uh, what we're used to playing, and that's that's ball in hand attacking rugby, um, and you know, an astute kicking game, but not over over kicking game if you make if you understand the logic um so no i i think we've we've had those challenges in the past and overcome them and we'll need to do that in the future i think size is just an excuse we just find need to find the game that's going to do the business hey ted just to just to um just go back a back a step here the the great um auckland side of the 90s and then what what we've seen the crusaders uh, do through, I, I guess, Razor's reign, where he's got four championships as a player and seven as a coach. What, what are your, what's your take on Razor Robertson and, and I guess, the future of New Zealand rugby under his reign? Well, I think he's unique. Um, you know, he's he's doing it a different way, and you've always got to find some some differences. And I think he's done that. You know, I think he's he's quite a quite a unique, a unique individual. I think his ability to connect with people is probably very outstanding. I don't know him particularly well because I've never been in that environment, but that's just my mm. guess. You know, you look at Cody Taylor after the game on the weekend, you know, and I just looked at the guy who's been through a lot of rugby experiences and his emotion just spoke volumes, I think, you know, what that team means to those boys. 
and and it's been created over 25, 30 years, hasn't it? Um, but um, Ray's has added to that. Uh, he's added to that. And boys are very emotional. They want to do their absolute best for that team. And he's been a major player in creating that environment. So you've got to take your hat off to him. He's, he's done it a different way. Um, Ted, and he's done it superbly. Ted, you were part of that selection panel originally when he first applied for the job. What have you seen in terms of growth from him? And why wasn't he ready back then to be able to take over that role? <laughs> That's a very good question, isn't it? Hey? Um, <laughs> a very searching <laughs> question. Um, that was a that was a group decision, and you've got to respect yep. that. So there was a group of five yep. people made that decision. So we move on from that. I think yep. Razor going forward will be pleased that he had go, had to go through this this challenge. Mm. I think it's been good for him. Um, you now he hasn't probably had a huge number of challenges over the years. Things have worked out pretty well for him. And and this business, which I don't want to get into in any great depth, um, has been difficult situation. Let's get on with it. Um, hope Fozzie has a great year and the All Blacks win the World Cup, and I think they've got a good chance of doing that. And then Razor comes in and takes over, and and he has his turn. And what he's done in the past has been superb, obviously. Hey, Ted, I'll, I'll ask another question, and, and it's up to you to answer it, but the, the Scooter Stevenson, Scotty Stevenson, like, when you're selecting a player for the All Blacks, and people are telling me, you know, like, he's, you know, they're selecting 5'8s and they're selecting outside backs, and he's probably going to miss out because of the numbers. When you're watching it this year, and you've watched the, the progress of, of this kid, do you think he warrants, or would, if you were a selector, would you, would you have picked him in the team? Yeah, I would have, um, and I said that in another another couple of media interviews. But he's had an outstanding super season. Um, he was he's one of the very unlucky players. I I thought Brad Weber was unlucky too. So mm. there's a couple of guys that I thought have stood out in Super Rugby who haven't been selected in the All Black team. Um, so you know, I guess as you say, um, they'll they'll be using other players. To cover fullback, uh, Will Jordan is obviously one, but the five eights can all play fullback properly. Bodie can play fullback, Damien can play fullback, and I guess that's counted against him. But I felt I felt for him because I think he's done the business. On that, Sir Graham, the the, the selection of guys who are more tens than fullbacks um, at fifteen, we've seen a, t- a trend that way over the last few years. It, it does take away uh, something from the game with the, with the direct running. Where are you on that now? Um, looking at it um, from from outside of the you know the coaching realms, um, an out and out fifteen like a Stevenson or a Jordan or somebody that can be like a dual pivot like a McKenzie or a, or a Barra. What, what's your preference and what do you th- uh, you know why do you think it's gone that way? Well, I, I think you know the 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 dual pivot idea comes in late, late in the game. Usually, you know, Damien McKenzie mm. could be well be that person. Uh, look, I think Will Jordan's the best fullback in the world. Uh, just need to play him there, quite frankly. Um, you know, I, I think he's pretty special, and Stevenson's very special as well. He can't do any more. Um, but you've only got twenty three in the squad, and you're not going to have two fullbacks in the twenty three. 
and they're going to have two five eights, and one of them um, could play fullback. And it just depends on how the game's evolving, I guess, of what decision they make uh, in that regard. Um, so that's just the nature of the numbers and how the game pans out. All right, beautiful. I can hear the birds chirping in the back there, Ted. So no doubt you'll be getting on that kayak and heading fishing. Good weather over there in Waiheke at the moment, is it? Oh, we've had the big wet, mate. We've had the big wet, yeah. We've had yeah. the big wet in the North Island, as you probably know. So it's, uh, no, I've been out a couple of times. The second last time I went out there, I lost my cell phone. So I caught a big snapper, <laughs> but it cost me $1,600. <laughs> so I, just, I didn't know how that equates, but it was a nice fish. But, you know, uh, I got too excited and lost my cell phone, you know. There we go. So, no, no, it's been great. Love it here. Ray and I, have, we're right. very happy in Waiheke. Great people, great environment. You need a special passport, though, guys, you know. I don't know if you two would get in. I don't know if you need a special passport, Ted. Uh, I think you need a special bank account. Uh, oh, no, you can come over for the day, Izzy. We'll look after you. As long as I can use your gold card, get a cheap ferry over. Is that all right? Oh, well, I can't. I, will, I can't do I can't break the law like that, Izzy, you know? I'm a very law-abiding, upstanding citizen. Hey, Ted, before Izzy gets you off, I've got one question for you. How naughty was Israel Dag in the all-black team? <laughs> oh, he was a superb character, you know? The whole game was... Well, the whole culture was based around Israel Dag. He was the role model. <laughs> huh? he, was, he was superb. There you go, you've not heard after, Not after that quarter-final, though, Ted. You gave me a little boot up the bum, eh, mate? That's all right, though. We won't have to go there. We don't go there. <laughs> no, I'm sure that's been discussed in the past. We don't need to bring that up again, is he? <laughs> no, we don't. No, we don't. Hey, Ted, quickly, are you coming back for the Black Clash? Are you coaching again? I announced my retirement earlier in the year, so I won't be there for your services. <laughs> See, that's a huge pity, because your, your results have been outstanding in that regard, in the Black Clash. You know? I'm... I'm I don't know how we're going to replace you, mate. Um, anyway, I have to get back to the. I have to get back to the drawing board. That's a real blow to the team. Oh, yeah. oh. It's not easy to find good drinks, carriers, is it, Ted? <laughs> All right, boys. I, I think we're running out of running out of subjects, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, we are. We are. Well, there you go, yeah. Ted. Thank you very much, no, Sir Graham Henry. You're a champion, mate. Good get out talk. there, catch some fish, eh? Give my love to Raywood. Okay, mate. Okay, mate. Okay. 19 past 8 here on SCNZ uh, This text comes through Ted, my man, speaking some sense What a lad he is Yeah, so another one, bring back King Henry People are loving it uh, Now this one came through from Chase too uh, I think alluding to something we were talking about About size and the All Blacks Going up against the Springboks, etc Hey lads, Tamaiti Williams is a fairly big lad eh? That's from Chase and Oyoku I'd he be is. winding him up Seriously, if I was on that coaching staff, mm. I'd be wanting to uh, to Williams up. I'd be giving him the the mongrel card and saying, "Wait till we get to the French, mate, and you just rip and tear, rip and tear, and make a name for yourself." You know he can make a name for himself in that game, eh? Is he? Oh, he can make a name for himself in the whole World Cup, Kimpy. I think. Oh, oh, look, this is the thing here. What do we do with Tamaiti Williams? The next couple of weeks, they've got a couple of test matches. Do you ease him into it? Or do you throw him right into the deep end and start him at at, at prop? 
mate. Because he's up against Ethan DeGroote, Tyrell Lomax. You he take just, the floaties off and you throw off them the bench. In. Yeah, yep. get him out there. Take the mate, floaties he off, mate. Glimpses. He showed glimpses on that game against against the Chiefs, eh? He's very mobile. He's good with the ball in hand, but he hammers players. Oh, and against I'm the Blues. I'm to have a big World Cup. Mm. Yeah, and he's got, and you're dead right. Now, that, that text from Chase there, he's got the size, and he's, mate, if he can get scary, um, and mm. we know what the French are like, they ain't going to back down. I used, used to I used to love that about the French, you know. Like, I remember, I remember, I remember going down to Carcassonne, that first time we played a test match down there, and they put this French tape on, and it was a French. Mate, they were, like, kicking and biting and eye-gouging and everything. So we knew what we were coming into. First bloke that mm. tackled me had a set to. Way we went. I just was like, mate, you're not touching my eyes. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, but you knew what the French are like. So if someone can get into his, his ears now and say, mate, that's what you're coming up with, you've got to dominate that area, I think then to Mighty Williams, mate, this, this can make him. Mm. Mm. And I mean, to be fair to Chase, too, the times that I've talked about the size being an issue, it's more been around our loose trio rather than our propping stocks. But uh, yeah, get what you're saying. Can you imagine him at, well, at number I was eight? Well, um, I was listening to the breakdown and Goldie come out and said he, obviously, what we're coming up against over in the north, that he wouldn't have Artie Savia starting. Yeah. One of our best players in the last couple of years wouldn't have him starting in the team because of his lacking in size. He's 102 clicks, and the French and the Irish um, number eight's are about 115, 112, so he's losing about 10 to 13 kilos. But then I got I just heard Graham Henry say, are we getting caught up too much in the size factor? Are we, are we going away and trying to play a game, a game that we're not? It's not new grounds for us as Kiwis. We've always lacked in size, but we've always had ability to find a way and play our style of game. Is that enough now? Well, I just think last time we played the French up there, it was at the end of, end of season last season, that we just had no go for it. Like, they just couldn't break the line. And it's not just Artie, you know what I mean? Like It's like saying leaving Kevin Campion out of the side because he's too light. You know, yeah. Blokes play way above their weight. Artie doesn't play like a 102-kilo player. If you're saying he's 102 mm-hmm. kilos, um, there's no way in the world he plays like that. He's one of the hardest men to tackle. He's a grafter. He's a competitor. And, of course, you'd want him starting on your side. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and it's just not about Artie Sevilla. It's about the whole, you know, you add, to, like we're talking about, Tomaiti Williams to the mix. You add Frizzell, get him really angry in that with Sammy Whitelock and and, and Barrett, Scotty Barrett, you know what I mean? You know, then you've got mm-hmm. um, Geordie Barrett bashing him at second five. Like, it's a collective um, approach, isn't it? it can't, we can't yeah. start singling just one player out. We've got to go in there with a collective strategy uh, up against these bigger, tougher tougher teams. They're going to bring it. We know that. We've just got to match it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Double eight, double three. The Temper and Bedpost text machine. Get your texts coming through. We'll get to more of those after this on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, your real house of fragrance.